no one deserves to be forgotten. No one deserves to fade away. Even if you've always been that barely in the background kind of guy. And even if you're somebody who can't escape the feeling that the world's passed you by. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 17th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. All right, James, picture it. Leslie Uggams is uh, an old woman who is blind. Her roommate is a severely disfigured mercenary and assassin who has superhuman ability to accelerate the healing process and has physical prowess. He's also very funny and can regrow a hand if it gets cut off. That is a summer blockbuster that everybody needs to see. Deadpool 2 tonight. I'm going so excited and I just can't hide it. <laughs> Leslie Uggams. Well, I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Oh, there's no control in this movie. I can guarantee that. All right. So we're going to have to have a... Uh, uh, are you going to do a full out uh, Some Like It pop about this or... No, probably not. Jen and I haven't recorded in a while. We're both uh, real busy. So we're kind of on hiatus with that. But I will share thoughts on the tweeter machine um the reviews have been good it's got like an 85 or 86 on rotten tomato which is about actually it's a little better than what the first one got i thought the first one was one of the funniest movies i've ever seen and i loved it so i've got very high hopes for part two all right we will have to all check out the tweeter machine <laughs> all right so uh, first up in the news, City Center announces the 2018-2019 Gala and Encore shows. Yeah, yesterday the New York City Center announced their 75th anniversary season. And in addition to a bunch of stuff that I'm sure is wonderful but I don't care about, a bunch of dance stuff and visual art stuff, the things that were big for musical theater fans start off this fall with their annual gala presentation it will be a, a be a seven show run of a chorus line held by the show helmed by the show's original co-choreographer Bob Avian and the original star and show steward. I don't know what else to call her. Bayork Lee. That will run from November 14th through the 18th with funds raised from the week of performances going to subsidize affordable tickets for audiences throughout the year. James, over the, the last few years. City Center's done some uh, gala productions that had some fairly big star power from Sunday in the Park with George and Brigadoon. But for a chorus line, I'm assuming that they're going to do the original choreo if Bob and Bayork are, are involved. So certainly they're not getting Jake Gyllenhaal to play Mike or Kelly O'Hara to play Cassie, are they? I can't imagine that they would do that. Um, but stranger things have happened, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal did Sunday in the Park with George, yeah. which I thought would have been insane before. But, um, I, you know, you can't really do a chorus line as a concert like you have to do the dancing. Yeah. So they're going to have to get dancers. I mean, God, there are dancers. A dancer dances. So <laughs> you're going to have to get somebody in there. But, man, I would love it if they just got some great Broadway stars to dust off their dancing shoes and, and do this, even in some of the smaller parts. Um, I mean, Tony Yazbek's got to be in it. You know, I mean, who knows? But I'm hoping they get some some stars to go in there and, and do these roles. But anyway, as we uh, move from 
November of 2018 into 2019, we start getting into the encore season, which will include Irving Berlin's Call Me Madam, Rogers and Hearts, I Married an Angel, and Jules Stein's Sammy Kahn and Stephen Longstreet's High Button Shoes. Then in April, Master Voices will also stage a special tribute concert of Kurt Vile and Ira Gershwin's Lady in the Dark featuring Victoria Clark. Now, James, I think that since none of these shows date after 1950, and I can't think of any major revivals of any of these shows in decades, if not longer, this slate seems to fit the Encore's stated philosophy, which so many people in the theater community get a little um, worked up about when they don't necessarily stick to that. So I think all of the Encore's purists should be fairly happy with this slate of shows. You know who I'm not concerned with? Uh, who is that? The Encore's purists. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. All right. I'm not a big fan of purists in general. I do see your point, though. It is uh, seemingly closer to the uh, mandate of Encore's than yeah, previous. Yeah, well, especially this season where they the first thing they did wasn't even a show. It was a review of a bunch of shows they've never done. Then they did um, a Grand Hotel, which is – you know, less than 30 years old. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, then they did me and my girl, which is older, but so it, that, that season seemed to get a little bit off track from what they're supposed to be doing. And so definitely they're maybe, maybe course correcting a little bit for 2019. All right. Uh, so next up off Broadway Alliance announces its award winners. Yeah. Yesterday, the Off-Broadway Alliance announced their annual award winners. And remember, these awards are a little different, a little shorter than some of the other ones because they only single out productions, no individuals, either performers or creatives. So the Off-Broadway Alliance award winners for this year are for Best Musical, Desperate Measures, Best New Play, Transfers, Best Revival, The Government Inspector. That one hasn't been getting as much love as I thought it would, so good for them. Best Solo Performance, Harry Clark. Best Unique Theatrical Experience, K-Pop. Best Family Show, Polka Dots, The Cool Kids Musical. Um, And one other awards thing that I wanted to mention is that on Wednesday, the Theater World Awards also announced that the 10th annual Dorothy Loudon Award will be given to Ben Edelman this year. The honor is given for an outstanding performance on or off Broadway this season. Edelman was seen in Lincoln Center's admissions. He's going to have to wear a Hawaiian shirt and, you know, a lay to receive his award from Peter Felicia next month or this month, this month. Yeah. Do you know the um, you know that sentence, the Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Yeah, it's the thing where you can like say Buffalo 37 times and, and based off punctuation, it can be a complete sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the thing that's very confusing to me is transfers, transfer, transfers, transfer. <laughs> yeah. Transfers, transfers, and a transfer production. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, what do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, so a lot has been made about this production of Jagged Little Pill happening yeah. at the American Repertory Theater down in Cambridge, Massachusetts, directed by Diane Paulus with a script by Diablo Cody and featuring music from Alanis Morissette's uh, landmark album from the 90s, as well as new songs. Well, Joshua Barone from the New York Times went down and did a, a really interesting feature about it. And his conclusion is, is that Jagged Little Pill, and this is a quote, may just be the most woke musical since hair. 
hopefully it makes more sense than here because I still have no idea what the hell's going on in here. Um, but he says that it tackles um, opiate addiction, gender identity, and sexual assault, as well as more quietly um, discussing transracial adoption, marital bed death, and image consciousness. He says, quote, it also contains imagery from the Women's March and the hashtag Never Again Gun Control movement. Picture a pageant of liberalism with your favorite 90s songs as the soundtrack. Um, he goes on to talk about uh, how Diana Paulus is staging it, the importance of Alanis Morissette and Diablo Cody, um, and Tom Kitt, actually, uh, who's the music supervisor in, in creating the show, and that how, if it ever moves to Broadway, it, they might change depending on what is going on in society when that is staged again, but all of the changes will be born out of um, Alanis's music, and as Diane Paulus notes, that even though these songs are very raw and a lot of people consider them to be angry, there is a hopefulness lying underneath them. So uh, I'm very excited for this. I am of the age when Alanis Morissette, I was a teenager when this uh, album, Jagged Little Pill, came out. So I'm very interested to see what they make of this. And Elizabeth Stanley deserves a starring role. So if this comes to Broadway, as we've talked about before, who knows if she'll stick with it or if they'll pull a Matthew Morris and Jeremy Jordan and put Adina Menzel back in who uh, did all the workshops. But I'm very interested to see what this looks like when it opens later this month, James. I have to uh, dig into the text once again of you ought to know to find the hope in there. Is that the hope that she hopes well, he dies? Well, <laughs> Dave Coulier probably deserved it because since that's who mm. that song is allegedly about. I think maybe maybe I the it was album. about Warren Beatty. Wasn't it about Warren Bain? No, that's that's <laughs> you're so vain. Um, no, but I think she means maybe in the totality when you look at the album as a whole, the music. Yeah, you have to have the valleys to have the peaks of optimism. Um, but another another recommendation that I have real quick is that the two of the new stars of Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, Alex Boniello, who we talked about yesterday, and Taylor Trench, who took over the title role earlier this year. They have gone into the studio and recorded a duet of the song Disappear from the show. Um it's interesting, James, because at first when you listen to it, you're like, oh, OK, this is the song we know from the show. But as you go, there are subtle differences just in the delivery, the tones of the of these two gentlemen's voices. It has some different colors in there. So it's really interesting. We'll have a link to a video in the show notes. that You can check it out if you haven't seen either of these two guys. And Alex has only been in the show since Tuesday, so probably haven't seen him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how these two guys bring their own perspectives uh, to the roles, especially as they get comfortable with each other on stage. All right, Matt, what else do you have for us today? All right, I've got some stories to tide you over until you see Deadpool 2 tonight. Late on Tuesday, the Hollywood Bowl announced two more stars for this July's production of Annie, directed by Michael Arden. Joining Leia Salonga as Grace Farrell will be Anna Gasteyer as Miss Hannigan and Megan Hilty as Lily St. Regis, two former Wicked stars there. This show will run from July 27th through the 29th, and so far, this is perfection. Next up, a new play called Gloria, colon, A Life, about feminist legend Gloria Steinem, will have its world premiere at the Daryl Roth Theater beginning on October 2nd. It is written by Tony nominee Emily Mann and will be directed by the aforementioned Tony winner Diane Paulus. Also on Thursday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced two additions to their season, off-Broadway, of course. First, beginning on October 12th, will be the New York premiere of Eleanor Burgess's play The Niceties, and then next May will be the New York premiere of Pulitzer Prize winner Donald Mar uh, Margulies's 
play Long Lost, not Long Lost Play. Just the play mm. is called Long Lost. Um, and finally, I was getting ready to explain that and I tripped over it because I was looking forward to it. Anyway, finally, yesterday, two off-Broadway shows announced that they would be releasing cast albums coming up here in the next few months. First, a letter to Harvey Milk. Uh, they will release their album digitally. On Harvey Milk's birthday, which is May 22nd, physical copies will be, you'll be able to get later this year. And then Ghost Light Records will release the album for the public theaters Miss You Like Hell later this year at a date to be announced. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And about 11.30 tonight on Twitter, I'll be giving all of my thoughts on Deadpool 2. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And uh, come on back on Friday, and we'll talk a little bit about Deadpool. Talk to you then. <laughs> no one deserves to fade away. No one should Disappear. No one deserves to be forgotten. No one deserves to fade away.